0: Welcome to episode 87 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast.
1: There are really two types of microphones that you need to concern yourself with for streaming or podcasting, and those are dynamic or condenser microphones.
0: Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by Michelle Levitt from Isle Sound. We're going to be talking about the top microphones to sound awesome with on your live shows. Now, Michelle knows so much about audio and microphones and we do a deep dive into the different types of microphones and how you can choose the best microphone for your live shows. I can't wait to share this episode with you. But
2: first, looks like it's time for something completely (laughs) nutty. We got top microphones to sound awesome with on your live shows today. We got top microphones to sound awesome with on your live show. We got Michelle Levitt on this show from Heil Sound. She's going to show us all the different microphones and how they sound. If you want to choose the best microphone for your live show, then this is the best episode for you.
3: This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray. Helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and
0: marketing.
2: Together, we, Together, we can go, go live. live!
0: Hello, welcome to episode 87 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I'm Ian Anderson-Gray, and in today's show, we're talking about how to sound fantastic on your live video shows. Do you want to have that radio sound on your live broadcasts? Well, in today's show, I'm joined by the creative marketing director for Heil Sound, Michelle Levitt. For all my podcasts and live shows, I have my trusty Heil PR40 microphone, and I love to connect that up with my GBX286S. But today, don't worry if that all sounds geeky. We're going to make it really simple and we're going to talk about the different aspects of microphones. Because at the end of the day, it's all about getting that really lovely quality of sound. So we'll be discussing the best microphones you can use to broadcast with your live shows and how to improve audio quality, all that kind of thing. The show notes for this when the podcast comes out will be at iag.me forward slash And, as I said before, if you want to be notified for future episodes, all you need to do is go to confident.live forward slash subscribe and my messenger bot will kick into action. If you are in the UK, just text the word CONFIDENT to 07723 361 790. Well, today's episode is sponsored by my friends at Content 10X and Restream. So just a little bit of a plug of Content Ten Content X have been sponsoring the show for uh basically since the beginning. And I'm very, very grateful to the guys at Content X. So they're all about content repurposing. They are a specialist content repurposing agency. They will take that one live stream or blog post, podcast, or video and explode it into a plethora of new platform-specific on-brand content. So this could be you have a live show or a podcast, and they will turn that into a blog post or whatever you want. And they will do this all for you so that you can save time and focus on your business. But if they don't do it for you, then they can teach you how to do it via their podcast, blog, book, and toolkit. And they've got a new service called LinkedIn Telex. If you want to raise your game on LinkedIn, if you want to reach more people, if you want to just be seen by more people and and have that real quality on LinkedIn, then all you need to do is create that one piece of video content every week and they will do the rest. So do check out LinkedIn 10x at the Content 10x website, which is content10x.com, content10x.com. And I thank you, Amy and the team for sponsoring this show. I really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's time to bring in my special guest, who today is Michelle Levitt. Now, is the button going to... Is the scene going to change? Come on. Come on, software. (laughs) It always takes ages. There we go. So Michelle is the creative marketing director for Heil Sounds. She has also been a musician, an artist, and the CEO of her own podcast studio. When Michelle isn't working, she loves going to concerts. So it's time to bring in Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? Hi, Ian. I'm great. Awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is a a subject that I really want to to talk about a lot more on the show, which is audio. I think we can get overly excited by the video aspect and forget about the audio. So uh, for those those people who've just joined us and for my podcast listeners, just uh, let us know where you're dialing in from today.
1: I'm in St. Louis, uh, the Metro East side. That's in Missouri, uh, smack in the middle of the U.S. For international listeners,
0: fabulous. That's great. And we met a couple of years ago at Social Media Marketing World, and yeah. so th- was this uh, 2018, 2019. Trying to remember, I now. think it was probably 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just saying that you so you came to my talk on live video. You took a back seat. And at the time, how did you feel about uh, live video?
1: <laughs> I knew it was something that I probably should be incorporating into Heil Sound's marketing plan, but I just didn't feel good about how to do that or how to put either myself or my co-workers in the position where it's like, okay, I'm going to stick a camera in your face and go, you know, that sort of thing. And so it really made me nervous and it took me It probably took until basically the pandemic when it was just like, okay, now we have to do this and all the time. So that was, you know, I was very slow to jump on that bandwagon. For
0: sure, yeah. yeah, and I think the the pandemic has has actually kicked a lot of people up the backside to actually get on with it. And if you're listening or watching in the future, yes, this is 2020. We're in the middle of the pandemic, but uh, yes, we're, this is we're going to look back at this year and think, oh my goodness, what was going on? I can see some fabulous people watching. So uh, as I said earlier, Alec uh, is watching from uh, Gothenburg. Great to see you here. Tim Sorn is watching from across the pond. Uh so great to see you. Thank you so much Tim. I always appreciate you. Shout out to all your tech. Yes, I've got I've been uh, getting lots of uh, new tech. So I've be, I've got a a new Elgato Keylight. I've got a Cam Link. I'm doing lots of cool things. So I'm really, really happy with all, all the tech, the way that's going. Uh, so a little bit more about that. And we've also, oh, yes. And Tim says, what kind of plants have you got behind you? Yeah, this is, is this an artificial plant? I actually don't know what it is but I'll find out for next time. So I've been sharing this on my stories, but I've been trying to up my game in, in the background. You, you've you got quite a cool background, Michelle. You you were telling me that, I mean, obviously you go around to a lot of conferences with all, all the kit from Heil, but you've you've installed it in your home, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. My mom wasn't, terribly thrilled when I told her I no longer have a guest bedroom. But yeah, we brought our actual trade show booth to our house and set up the backdrop. Then we have our whole like comparing listening station that we can use here to demo microphones. So it's been nice to just be able to sort of pop in and out of here and do that. But yeah, grandma grandma is not happy about the, the guest bedroom being gone. But <laughs> I told her it's just for two weeks and then we'll
0: well yeah yeah it's it's it is it is one of those things so uh there we go so yeah tim says big shout out to content x and we've got a question from alex so we're with, do keep the questions going, I'm going to be uh, talking to uh, Michelle about all the different types of microphones that we could we can look at and and the different aspects really because uh, it can be quite a complicated field. and I know this is one of your things, Michelle that I think a lot of people can get very geeky can't they, about microphones. you know are you using a dynamic microphone or a supercardioid microphone? And the rest of us are thinking, what on earth did you just say? So we're going to get into all of that. Alex says, "Alex is saying, at some point I would like your views on my microphone choice, Elgato Wave Three. I bought because it has the ability to have up to nine audio channels, which can be blended as an audio source. So that's a that's an interesting one. I have not played with the the Elgato Wave Three. This is a new a new microphone from Elgato." So I can't really give you any information about that. But today, I think we're going to be looking ab- at a bit more generally about the different types of microphone. And obviously, Michelle is going to know a fair bit about obviously the microphones from Heil. But we will talk a, bit, a little bit more generally about that. And Tim says a big shout out to St. Louis. And yeah, and and it also says love the, the Heil background. We've also got a fan of from Scott Ayers. Scott Ayers is here. Great to see you, Scott. Hope you're doing well. Heil PR40 is what I use such a great mic. So we've got loads of loads of questions coming through, Michelle. But um let's let's just I just want to ask you, how long have you been working at Heil and how did you get into that?
1: Yeah, so I've been at Heil for 16 years, which is a very long time. So a lot of people ask me, how did I get this job? Because it's like it's one of those jobs that you're like, oh, this is really cool. So I went to school for graphic design, photography, and stuff like that. And I went to school on a music scholarship. So I've actually been using microphones for about 25 years, performing live, uh, recording in studios. And, you know, I've used a lot of different types of microphones in terms of like their element composition, also different brands of microphones and in different applications. So I have a lot of experience on what to do, what you should use and where and why. And that's really important when you're talking about microphones, because believe me, if there were one microphone for every application, you know, we would have that, but there's not, unfortunately. So yeah, I started off working for Heil Sound as just a graphic designer working on their catalog and the role sort of expanded and expanded and expanded. Like you said, we met going to social media marketing world. I do a lot of self-education as I'm sure everybody does these days. And, you know, now Sound's doing some really interesting things. When I started with the company, it was the emphasis of the pro division and I actually built the first pro website for Heil Sound and we're in the process of building yet another one. I think this is like the fifth or sixth website I've done for them, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I got this job and that background.
0: That's awesome. And tell us tell us about your musical background, because I think that's something we've got in common. I've got a musical background. I trained as a, as a singer and I was just always interested in, in the creative side of, of people.
1: Yeah. So my husband and I actually met playing in a jazz big band. So I am a saxophone player. And you know, the one thing I understood about microphones was the ones that I didn't like the way they made my saxophone sound. So early on, I didn't have a lot of experience or understanding about why I should use certain kinds of microphones or others. But I did, I could clearly hear when there were problems. And I think a lot of people are in that position now where it's like, I don't know what I should have, but I know what I don't
0: like. Yeah, definitely. Well, so my question to you is, why is getting the right microphone so important, specifically for live video? I mean, I, th- I think we can, it makes sense to to get a decent microphone for podcasting, but why live video? Because it's video, surely.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's the same reason as podcasting. Like if mm. people can't clearly hear your message, like if you go to the extent of getting like, you know, the 4K link, I have the same one for my camera, you know, because I want the video to be really top-notch and crystal clear. I want the same thing for my audio. It doesn't make sense to to neglect one aspect or the other. You want to, sort of the whole package and to look really professional.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's so important. We tend to focus so much on the video that we forget about the microphone. And so what I want to ask you now is... Can you take us through the different types of microphones that we can use? The microphone that I've got is obviously it's on camera. You've got an on-camera microphone. We we see a lot of videos, I'm sure you, you'd seen the same, where the microphone is out of shot. And so I suppose that that is one thing that we could look at. We could look at, do we have it up, a microphone that we need to have up close or do we have it further away? But there are so many other different types of microphones. Can you take us through the main types of microphones that we could consider when looking for one for our live video shows?
1: Sure. So there are, there are really two types of microphones that you need to concern yourself with for streaming or podcasting, and those are dynamic or condenser microphones. The differences between these are really element components. So a dynamic microphone is a fabric membrane and it works much in the way that a speaker does. So if you've ever taken the cover off a speaker cabinet and you see that little cone in the middle, that's essentially a gigantic diaphragm. And so a, a speaker works by taking a signal and turning it into audio and a, micro- a dynamic microphone works by taking audio and turning it into a signal. It just works in reverse. So if you took the cap off this microphone, you would see this little diaphragm inside. Well, it's not so little, but it's a, it's much smaller than a speaker diaphragm. So a condenser microphone is a powered metal plate inside it, and it's flat. And a condenser microphone is designed to pick up all sorts of sound in very in a very, very detailed way. So this can be really good for an application like you were saying, like a room mic, for instance. It's the kind of microphone that you would use to shoot a movie if you wanted crowd noise from a concert. If you're recording a live concert, that's a great way to do it. So one of the things that I always tell people is you need to get the right microphone for your application. Now, if you're going to use a roommate to record your video, obviously you need to do some sort of sound treatment. You want to make sure that if you're going to do an option like that, you don't have a loud outdoor environment. And another kind of microphone that you might run across for video applications are lav mics. We use lav mics when we shoot videos, Well, when we used to shoot videos at Heil Sound. But because Heil Sound's a manufacturing facility and it can be rather loud during the day, our only option was to shoot at night after everybody went home. So that's something to consider if you're going to use a lav mic because a lav mic is always going to be a condenser microphone. So up-close microphones like the ones that Ian and I are using are dynamic microphones. And dynamic microphones tend to reject audio out of the sides or the back of the microphone. So it's not going to pick up a lot. You do have to talk up close to them. So they are going to be in your face. So it's something to consider. You can see Ian and I both sort of drop our boom arm down and we have it out of the way. So you can still see our faces. So there are ways to sort of get around, you know, having that boom right up in your face. Like Ian has his top side with it just sort of pushed away. I have mine actually inverted so that it's sort of coming back up towards my face. So there are ways to get get a little bit around having the mic right up in your face, but you are, that's thats what makes it good for its application is that you have to be up on it so that when I'm going to do this, and you're probably going to lose my audio for a second, but I'm doing this on purpose. So when you talk over here, you're not going to pick up any audio. So you can't hear like, the cats outside the door or my one-year-old playing downstairs, or I actually have a landscaping project going on in my front yard right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't want that coming through, do we on the, uh, no. on the audio. So that's really, really helpful. The difference between a dynamic microphone and a condenser microphone. And you know, I started off, With uh, a blue Yeti microphone, which is a condenser microphone, and I think the problem I had with that is that it picks up just about everything. I I worked out that you need to put the gain down, put it up closer to you, but then it still picks everything up. (laughs) So I think that's why I like uh, a dynamic microphone. You know, it does mean it's in the shot, and that's not going to be for everything. And maybe this, particularly because this goes into a podcast, the audio quality is really, really important to me. But if I was just doing a show where I wasn't doing a podcast, maybe I would have microphone out of shot, such as a love, uh, a love mic. Um, but there were also, I mean, a, I do see people using shotgun microphones and other things. What What is a, can you tell us about a shotgun microphone? Is that is that like a condenser microphone, the same kind of thing?
1: So they are condenser microphones. So it's great that you brought up a shotgun mic because that brings up the topic of polar patterns. So a shotgun mic is a type of polar pattern and a polar pattern is the area of which a microphone picks up audio. So I showed you just a second ago that the, my microphone does not pick up audio out here, right? So a shotgun mic is designed, I'm going to use this PR-40 here. A shotgun mic is designed to pick out audio like way out front from the microphone. Um, so its polar pattern is essentially like a big oval, like a really skinny oval. And so whatever you point it at, that's what it's going to pick up audio. But the catch is any sound that's entering in sort of that, Almost like laser beam of of audio is also going to be picked up. So, you know, if you're shooting a movie or something like that where you want like the sound of a coffee cup being set down, then that's a good idea because, you know, you're going to get all that ambient sound as well, just not quite as focused as the thing you're directing it at. So, yeah, there are a lot of applications where you could use a shotgun mic. Like the lav mic we were talking about is what's called an omnidirectional microphone. That means it's going to pick up audio pretty much like all the way around the microphone. And that's to get, you know, nice, even audio if you're somebody that moves your face a lot while you're talking. Yes. Um, and then this microphone and the one you're using, so the one you're using is a cardioid pattern. So it's just right here in front. And the one that I'm using is a super cardioid, which is even a little bit tighter of a pattern, which is why I'm so close to my microphone. But, you know, it's one of those things you really have to understand all these technical concepts to really know what kind of microphone that you need.
0: Yeah, you you do. And I think you need to also kind of think about your, your character, your personality. Are you the kind of person that moves around a lot? Are you giving a demonstration where you do need to move. And and I found this actually on an earlier show that I did. I was basically giving some warm up techniques and i was i realized i was having to move over to the left and the right and i was i was kind of like glued to the uh, the uh, the microphone and i thought actually for this one it might have been better if i had had a different type of microphone yeah. so yeah i think that that's really really helpful so this, i've got a few questions here from people so alec is asking alec is asking about container uh, shock mounts so we can maybe talk about shock mounts as well and i think we may have answered this but Alec also asks, what's the current fashion to have your studio arm for podcasting like Michelle pointing up or pointing sideways, full-in screenshot like Michelle or the microphone in view just like Ian? And and so, yeah, I I think it kind of depends on on your setup. I I quite like being... My, my I'd I like the camera to be kind of fairly close to my face, but it, it kind of depends. I mean, from a video point of view, it really, really depends on what you're wanting to do. Have you got any uh, thoughts on that, Michelle?
1: Yeah, definitely. So one of the things to consider because we make we make a few different boom arms. So this is this is the one that I prefer to use for a few reasons. So it's got this like channel cover. I don't know if you can see this, but um, it allows me to thread the mic cable right down, and all I have to do is snap it back on, and it looks really nice and clean and professional because that's what I'm going for. We also make like a shorter boom arm that's more like a mic stand. And it sort of moves in and out and it collapses down really small. And I've been using that for like our handheld mic that I'm demonstrating um, for podcast movement. And that's working out really well for that. But like with the little short stand, I don't have any way to manage the cable. So I just have to sort of like snake it around the little stand. And that's just not a look that I want to go to, especially if I have some sort of video application that I'm doing. I want it to look really professional, like like I'm a professional. So that's definitely one reason that I use what I do. The shock mount. So this is definitely like a professional level broadcast shock mount. What it's going to do is any sounds that happen to travel like through the desk, if you're clicking on a keyboard or you're shuffling papers, like Ian said he had used a Blue Yeti before. Usually, the sh- for me, the sure sign that somebody is using a Yeti is I can hear them moving stuff on their desk. So what these components do is they reduce those sounds that can travel like up through the boom arm or even if they if it makes it all the way here, then it's going to be dissipated by these little bands. So it's got these little elastic bands that sort of capture those sound br- vibrations and don't allow them to hit the microphone. A lot of these microphones are not intended to be used in a handheld way, so that's kind of how you get around that.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I was convinced that I needed to get a shock mount after I tried the the Blue Yeti. And this is not, I'm not knocking the Blue Yeti at all. It's, it's, it is a good microphone to start off with. A lot of people use it. I think it's used badly and poorly. And yes, people put it on the desks and you can hear just about everything, But uh, we're talking about all the different types of microphones. And I think that's really interesting. So at the moment, so obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you wouldn't have been able to have seen Michelle. You can't see Michelle's uh, setup here. But Michelle's got quite a wide uh, video shot here. And so you can see all of the the boom arm and the microphone. And obviously, that's the kind of shot that Michelle wants, particularly when she's talking about microphones. And I do love the boom arm that you've got there. What is the boom arm that you're doing, that you're using? Because I love the way the cable is you can't see that. I, I, I need to get one of those because I think my mine is kind of like all over the place, the cable. Not that you can see it, so maybe it doesn't matter.
1: Right, right. I think even if it were out of shot, I would still, just yes. for my own for CD purposes, Sanity. need it to be covered like that. Uh, yeah, this is the PL2T boom arm that we make. And yeah, that little channel lock just makes it look so clean because so back in the day, probably 20 years ago, if you wanted a professional quality look for your boom arm like this, you had to basically disassemble your XLR cables and like reconnect them. So you would have to like disassemble your cable, or feed it through your boom arm. And then like re-solder the wires back together. And that's just not something that most people want to do. So we came out with this boom arm with the channel covers so that you can just, you know, put it together easy peasy. And um, we actually have a video on the product page of me putting it all together. So when people get it, they can just, you know, go over there. Not that there's much to it. But uh, mm. some people wanted a little help with the setup. So we did a little video of that.
0: Love that. Well, i would be putting all of these in the show notes. And yeah, it'd be good to maybe put that video in there because I think, yeah, finding the right... It's not just about the mic right microphone, it's the the shock mount and it's the the boom as well. I think is is all good stuff. Alec is asking some fabulous questions here. So he's he's asking, using a mic flag or not. So this this mic mic flag that I've got, uh, I I haven't always had one. This is actually a relatively recent thing. I've had it for the last two or three months. I ordered it from the US and it took Quite a long time to get over here, particularly because this was, I think, at the start of the lockdown. So, uh, I, yeah. So, but uh, it was worth getting. I, I like it because because I have my microphone in shot. I just wanted to add a bit of a bit of branding there, but it's not, you know, it's not something you necessarily need to to go for. What's your view on on mic flags, Michelle?
1: I think the best thing to do is manufacture your own products, and then your branding is just all over it anyway. I kid, of course. Um, <laughs> No, I love Mike Flags. They're they're such like old school broadcast and I love that some of those things are being brought into podcast and live streaming because I think there are lessons that, you know, traditional broadcast can take from you know, podcast and live streaming, especially now. And I think that goes in reverse too. I think, you know, uh, broadcast has been doing this sort of, you know, recording like a podcast thing for a long time. And so anything that you can steal from somebody else that's already been doing it, I think you should, you know, I think it was Einstein that said, <laughs> said that, you know, take and reinvent instead of trying to just start from scratch. So those broadcasters have been using those. And obviously, for a good reason, I think it's nice to have that. Personal branding, right there.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it just just to put a bit of personality into it is really good. I'm I'm searching for one of these really really old school um, on air lights that you know you can see in studios yeah. and uh, really struggling to find one. So really? uh, if anyone, yeah, well one that one that just looks, I just I don't know. I have a certain kind of look I'm looking for, really retro. So anyway, if you yeah. if you discover any, let me know because I'd love I'd love that.
1: I know that BSW USA. They sell them. Ooh. And they're because they're one of those neat companies. Um, they're a dealer of ours. Mm. They're one of those cool companies that they were, BSW stands for Broadcast Supply Worldwide. And they embrace the podcasting market. I took them to podcast movement many years ago. Um, they were the only dealer there and we were the only microphone manufacturer there. And I think everybody else was like, what are you guys doing? And then within the next year, every everybody else was there too. Yeah, they're one of those companies that sort of embraced that, like the similarities between broadcast and podcast and they make those on-air signs. So you should check that out.
0: I'll definitely check out. Oh my goodness. More stuff to order from the US. It's like the, We do sell things in the UK, but it's just, I don't know. It seems to be ordering everything for the US at the moment. But there we go. Uh, just a few more questions before I get on to bring my next sponsor. Up. So uh, Alec is asking a question here. Where is everyone else? I can see other people are watching, but where are your questions? Alec is asking some fabulous question. Michelle is not using a pop filter, but Ian is. Why? Why not? Very observant.
1: Okay. So this is... Um, <laughs> (laughs) This is funny. So we just changed the finish of this microphone. And quite frankly, I am struggling without my pop filter or my windscreen because I normally use those things. But we just changed to this new finish of the PR30. And so um, my PR guy would kill me if I I covered this thing up. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm really trying to control my breathing so I don't like heavy breathe into the microphone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. So yeah, you would use it, but but uh, obviously, yes. I think I think it kind of depends. I mean, I've got this. I'm, I really like this pop filter. I don't know which one it is, but it's a nice metal finish, and I think that it's. Uh, I think it just it gives you less stress because you don't have to worry about you know the Ps and the Ts getting in the way. Yeah. So so yeah, uh, Alec also says uh, this is uh, LinkedIn Stories just appeared on my mobile in Sweden. It was I was it was rolled out yesterday in the UK. So yes, LinkedIn Stories is a thing. Very exciting. We'll talk about that maybe uh, another time. But it's time to bring in my next sponsor. Now, hopefully this is going to work because I haven't actually set this up yet. So is the tech going to work? Why goodness, it is. How about that? It's good when the technology works. I'm just going to change my camera, though. So this is Restream. Restream is awesome. It's what I use every time I broadcast because it allows me to broadcast to Lots of different destinations. Restream is the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. So with Restream, you can stream to multiple platforms at the same time. And they have a plethora of destinations, over 30, including LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch, Periscope, and so much more. So you can broadcast to Restream from another tool, such as OBS Studio or Ecom Live, and Restream will take care of that multi-streaming for you really easily. Or if you want to make it really easy, they've got a relatively new product called Restream Studio. and This allows you to stream professionally using your browser. So you can have up to 10 people on your show, on the broadcast, and you can bring in comments, highlight them on the screen and do lots of really amazing things on there, such as playing pre-recorded video as well. So the great thing about this is it allows you to reach audiences across all those different platforms, multiplying your views, which is so important. And I love the chat feature that allows you to not just broadcast to all those different channels, but it allows you to engage with all those people on all those different channels, which is so important. There's definitely, there's loads of other, for some reason it's not gone on screen, it's gone completely blank. That's not, that's a bit annoying. Uh, But basically, (laughs) uh, why has my screen gone blank? It's just taking its time. Uh, you can also have a, the scheduler feature is great and it allows you to stream your pre-recorded video live. And the analytics feature is really cool because this allows you to see how you're doing, how many viewers, how many watch minutes, new followers, and more. So if you want to find out more, if you want to sign up, they've got a free plan. All you need to do, and they've got some paid plans as well, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash restream. That's iag.me forward slash Restream. And I thank you, Restream, for sponsoring the show.
2: You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray.
0: Awesome. Right. So so more questions for you, Michelle, if this is going to work. It always, always takes ages to get back. There we go. So in terms of for live streaming, you've got a PR30 I've got a PR 40. i just, first of all, interested in your, why, why do you go for a PR 30 and why would somebody go for a PR 40?
1: So for me, when I'm doing video stuff or especially when I'm doing a podcast, I want to sound just like me. So that when you meet me in person at Podcast Movement or PodFest or whatever, that I don't sound off. So my goal always, my audio is to sound as much like myself as possible. So that this is actually a great question. So I'm going to throw in some more tech talk for you. Every microphone has a frequency response and the frequency response is the range of frequencies that any particular microphone can capture. Frequency responses are tailored. And what that means is there's usually a little bump in the frequency response in the two to five kilohertz range. So when you look at a frequency response on like a manufacturer's website, you should be looking for a little rise in the response in that area. It doesn't have to be insane or anything, but just so long as it's not like a flat response. That means the the microphone is going to sound very articulate on the human voice. That is where articulation lies in the frequency response of the human voice. So what happens in a microphone like the 30 versus the 40 or any of our other microphones is that they all have unique frequency responses. And the frequency response is actually impacted by a lot of things. It's impacted by the distance of the microphone element to the end of the microphone. So take a, take a microphone like the Shure SM7B is a very popular microphone. It is actually the same microphone element as an SM57, but if you look up their specs online, they look very, very different because the housing of a microphone can greatly change how it sounds. So the difference between a 30 and a 40 is that the 40 has a little more low end and it has a little boost in the low end. So it gives you that warm traditional broadcast sound where a 30 is not does not have that low end boost the same way. And it has a little more mid-range presence. So for my voice, it just sounds more like me. And that's, that's what I'm going for with my audio is to just sound very natural.
0: I really love that. We've, not, we've talked about authenticity a lot on, on the show about being yourself, maybe putting a bit more energy into it because we've talked about the fact that the camera tends to suck our energy out of us. Out of us so we need to kind of put a bit more energy into it. But we've not talked about the authenticity of, of audio. And I think that's really important to to make sure that your voice comes across as authentic as possible. Now, one of the things I mentioned in the intro was do you want to have that radio style voice. And that's not necessarily for everyone. You know, what a lot of people like to do is they pump up the, I don't know, the bass and they kind of give that real kind of punchy quality to it. But you might not want that. You might want to have just a bit more reality to it. And and so I I think actually trying these different microphones out and finding out what works best for you is the best way forward. So I'm sure you'd agree with that, Michelle.
1: Absolutely. It's something that I tell people all the time is if you have the opportunity to get a couple microphones to try them out, to just try them with your setup, to try them with your voice to see what works. You know, it's like it's like buying shoes. Ian, you and I could wear the same shoe size. It does not mean that we can both buy the same pair of shoes and it's gonna fit the same way.
0: Yeah. That's true. It is true. Got a question again from Alec, who's asking some fabulous questions here. So he says, I think one of the most challenging things I have with my setup was setting up the studio microphone boom arm, and he's got a Rode PSA1. Has anyone else had this as a challenge? My problem was the Wave 3 was too light without using a shock mount. Any thoughts on that?
1: Right. So that, that's actually a really good thing to bring up. So if you go to like our website and you're looking at the specs for our products, so don't be afraid to head into the specs section on a manufacturer's page. Yes, there's going to be some stuff in there that you probably don't understand, but that's what Google is for. Make sure that the hardware that you're buying supports the microphone that you have or the microphone you're going to get. These so this particular boom arm, you can take everything off of it and it's not going to like pop open, but there are some that are rated for specific weights, right? It's kind of like a, a tripod for a camera. You know, if you have a great big heavy tripod or a great big heavy camera and you're using like a little rinky dink tripod, it may not work out. So kind of the same thing, head to that specs section and make sure that what you're buying is, is rated for your microphone.
0: Very important. Thank you for that. So then the the next question, which I'm surprised has got to this point in the show that I'm asking you this, and that is USB or XLR? I love that
1: it took this long to get to this question. (laughs) So... USB and XLR it drives me bonkers when people come up and ask me like I have I have a USB mic that tells me nothing about your microphone do you have a condenser or a dynamic so there are some dynamic microphones that are USB there aren't a lot because the tech isn't quite there yet it's definitely something that I'm sure all of us microphone manufacturers are working on most of the time the USB mics are going to be condenser microphones just because it's such an easy format for a condenser microphones. Condenser microphones need a power source. Now, this isn't like a power supply you have to plug in like your video camera. It actually runs through the mic cable and it's called phantom power. So when you have a USB mic, you plug it into your computer. The computer provides the phantom power. You don't have to worry about a mixer or anything like that. However, you're going to run into some of those condenser issues that it's going to pick up a whole lot of audio. You're probably going to have to turn off like your heat or your air conditioning um, while you use that
0: yeah no that's that's really helpful and and obviously if you're using a usb microphone the advantage with that is you can plug it directly into your computer If you have an xlr you're going to have to get some extra gear now for me what i've got is i've got uh, what is it called it's the focus right scarlet 2i2 it's a box it's a, an audio interface this allows me to plug my microphone directly into that and then that plugs into my computer or you could use a mixer or you can, there's lots of different things. And if you're interested in finding out a little bit more geeky information about that, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash podcast and find the, in fact, I'll try and find it in a second. It was the episode where Mike Russell was on the show and he was going through all the, the different setups here. But Michelle, for you, I mean, I know that you've got probably quite a quite a, a cool setup. Yeah, I think you're using a mixing, a mixer, aren't you? Uh, tell us a little bit more about your setup.
1: I am. So I'm using a mixer today and for the next couple of weeks, only because I'm doing this podcast movement booth and I'm demoing multiple microphones. One of the things that's really important when you're recording audio from more than one audio source, whether that's you're using more than one mic to demo like I am, or you have a a host and a co-host situation is that each person has their own mic channel and each person has their own audio levels because like, my husband comes over, comes in and takes over a shift doing this. He changes everything about the mixer because he speaks into a microphone differently than I do. The other thing to that is that then obviously you are, you can record multi-channel audio and multi-track recordings. And then you can edit out, you know, say I sneeze into my microphone while Ian's talking. He can cut that out in post-production. So yeah, for this application, I am using an Allen & Heath Z10, which is a four-channel mixer. Honestly, all I use on this is the gain, the line level, and the main mix out. That's it. I don't use any EQ on my microphones. I don't use any pre-processing or post-processing. Normally, though, I do use a Focusrite. I like a really basic, simple setup. I don't want to have to have this great big box on my desk normally. I want something streamlined that when I'm not using it, I can just sort of push it out of the way and it's not taking up. A large area on my desk because this one definitely does. Yeah, yeah, but there are a lot of simple little interface boxes or simple little mixers that you can get that are not a lot of money and really
0: really easy. That's cool. Yeah, I mean there are microphones that have XLR and USB. There's the Samsung QTU that has that. If you're looking for a you know inexpensive microphone to start with, but I I, I do love. I mean I I love the the PR40. I, I think it gives a really lovely sound. I also have a, a DBX. 286S, which, and this is something that, the, the great thing about the, all of this is that you can, it's modular. You can start off with just sure. getting one microphone. You can get the, something like the, the Focusrite Scarlett. Then you can get something else such as the DBX. And the, the reason I like that is it gets rid of any background noise that I, I don't have a treated room. So I kind of like the fact that I can tweak that on a live show. I don't have to, because obviously with a live show, you can't do any of the, Updates live. You you can't do any of the processing sure. live unless you have that. So that's quite cool.
1: But I think that's uh, a really good point. And um, you brought that up earlier too, is your gain level. So one of the things that I talk to podcasters a lot about is that gain is not volume. And gain can get really, really nasty if you don't know what you're doing. So you don't want to turn your gain up when what you want to turn up is your volume. So if you can't hear yourself, instead of cranking that gain and getting all that room noise. Um, keep your gain at like 50 to 60 percent and change that line level so that's one of the the good things that you can do with using a small simple mixer is that you'll have those outboard gain controls so then you can so with the focus right that you're using you kind of have to do that stuff in your DAW or in your processing if you're using like a little mixer like I am you can just sort of tweak those things in front of you if you get into it and you realize you're being a little more animated than you had practiced in your setup then you can sort of tweak that stuff on the fly
0: very important. Yes, I've I've had the issue where the gain's too high, and there's nothing that you can do about it afterwards because if you're distorted, that's it. <laughs> you can't okay. uh, undistort un, un, what's the word distort? I don't know. undistorts un, un, yeah. your sound. <laughs> right. So we're, we're we're at the end now. But uh, so if you were to recommend maybe a, a kind of a more budget microphone, you know, a cheaper microphone, and uh, and also a more professional high quality microphone. Which ones would you recommend for our viewers and listeners?
1: Anybody that's going to be recording at home, I always recommend dynamic microphones, first and foremost, because if you get a condenser, you're going to run into problems and you will eventually need to replace the condenser. So unless you're somebody that can afford to buy microphones over and over, I recommend actually just jumping in the deep end, Getting a 3-pin XLR, whether you want to do something simple like the Focusrite box or a mixer, that's entirely up to you. That's also a piece of gear that you could swap out easily. If you have somebody that you know that has a mixer and you're a little afraid, maybe borrow theirs and try it out, see... See that all these knobs are not so scary that you really can just ignore most of them. I would say for a budget friendly microphone, we have the PR22 which is $119. A lot of people don't realize that we make some budget friendly microphones. It's a handheld microphone, so, you know, say you decide to graduate to buying a PR30 or a PR40, which are really not that expensive either. I think the PR30 retails for $250 or right around that mark and the PR40 is a little over 300 and A lot of our dealers have bundles and deals on these things, so um, you can get a really good price on those. But with something like a PR22, if you're going to start out with a 3-pin XLR and want to graduate eventually, it can also be a great microphone for you to use to record remotely, to take, you know, just chuck it in your bag, take it with you. That's kind of the beauty of these dynamic microphones, too, is they're so durable that the same things that make condensers sensitive also make them fragile. So it's not something you want to chuck in your carry-on bag and take on the plane.
0: Not that we're doing any of that at the moment. Yeah. Getting on planes, yeah. but in the future, definitely. But
1: the next time we go to social media marketing world,
2: <laughs> yes, we can do that.
0: That'll be awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. That has been so so helpful. I I totally agree with you. You know, when it comes to a microphone, actually, even the the less expensive microphones, they you you can get some for for less than hundred dollars. But that's that's still money. And you know, why not save up and get a much better microphone? Uh, and get an XLR one, get the focus right, or something similar to that and get started with that. So uh, how can people find out more about you and and Heil and find out all the products and all the cool stuff that you do?
1: Yeah, so our website is heilsound.com. We do have a web store that you can access through there and you can also find dealers through our dealer portal. We're on social media a lot. We're very active on Instagram. We love sharing uh, user-generated content. We love seeing where people are using our microphones, where they take them. It's really kind of exciting for us when you work in a manufacturing capacity. You spend a lot of time sort of, you know, head down making your stuff. And um, it's nice to see that stuff get out in the world. I know how thrilled we all get if like our microphones end up on the Grammys or something like that. So yeah, head on over to the website and check us out. Or if you post something on Instagram with us, tag us at Hyle Sound. Um, we love to share that content too. And I'll tell you, we have we have this new black PR40, Ian. Wow! I don't know. You might have to, you might have to get the black one. It's pretty sleek looking. <sighs>
0: I do like uh, the look of that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So all black. That's the new thing. The all black thirty, the all black forty. These are not yet available. You're actually seeing this before our dealers are. Oops. So. Yeah, watch out for those on our website. Um, that should be coming probably in December.
0: That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to I can't wait to see that. Yeah. And to, to find out more information, yeah, just go to hilesound.com and of course all the socials you can find Hilsound. All all the all of these links will be in the show notes at IAG.me forward slash <laughs> Is it 87? I forgot, completely Forgotten which one it is. I think it's 87. So there we go. Well, thank you, Michelle. It's been fab to have you on the show. Just to, to let you know, this show goes live every Tuesday and Thursday. And as I said at the beginning, if you want to get notified for future episodes, just go to confident.live forward slash subscribe. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Just go to iag.me forward slash podcast. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the
3: Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray.
0: Be sure to join the
3: community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.
2: We got top microphones to sound awesome with on your live shows today. We got top microphones to sound awesome with on your live show. We got Michelle Levitt on this show from Heil Sound. She's going to show us all the different microphones and how they sound. If you want to choose the best microphone for your live show, then this is the best episode for you.